14 minutes to six on Joy Drive with Dean Warren. Over the past five weeks, we've been talking to young stroke survivors about the impact that stroke has had on their lives. And today, in the final in this series, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to be talking to Beth, who's a young stroke survivor, as well as her mum, Nicola, who's been supporting Beth in her recovery. Now, Beth is a student nurse, and ironically, Nicola is also a nurse. And they both join us on the line from Perth. Uh, Hello, Beth and Nicola. You're free. Hi, Hello. nice to meet you. <laughs> Beth, can, can we start by asking you, how old were you when you first had your stroke? Um, so I had it last year in August when I was actually 19, so wow. very young, yeah. So it's still quite recent. Yes, just got past the one-year mark, so... And Beth, yeah, do you mind me asking, and I'm sure you've told the story a lot, uh, unexpected and where were you when it happened? Yeah, so it was a normal kind of like Tuesday night. Um, I'd just been with the family and it hit like 10 p.m. and I went to bed. I was on my phone for a little bit and just all of a sudden I was like typing out a reply to someone and I just couldn't type the words. I, it was all just coming out complete gibberish. Mm. Um, but obviously, started freaking out, tried to talk to myself because I was like, okay, this is not normal and uh, the words that I was saying just, didn't make sense. I knew what I was saying was wrong, but I couldn't. I couldn't change what I was saying, so it was very scary. Um, went like to mum, obviously very panicky. Got an ambulance and went to Fiona Stanley Hospital here, and I was in hospital for about a week and a half. Um, so yeah, it was. There was no sign that it was going to come on. Uh, it just kind of happened, and it was very obviously it was terrifying. Um, but yeah, mum and dad obviously weren't sure what exactly was going on but did all the um, signs of stroke um, I had no other physical uh, deficits you could say there was no drooping of my face you know none of that typical oh, um, and no pain there was nothing that that, that made you no. think that could be a stroke but your mother obviously Nicola you are uh, uh, you, you've got a medical background yeah, um, yeah, I've been a nurse for 33 years and um, I actually specialised in um, working um, in the neuro rehabilitation and intensive care unit. So I've completely been on the other side caring for young people, babies, children, um, you know, who've had a stroke or maybe a traumatic head injury. Um, yeah, and following their recovery with their families and loved ones. So to actually be on the other side, in some ways it was a blessing because mm. my husband and I both knew that, you know, there were some signs and and losing your speech at 19 is nothing normal. Um, so we, we acted really quickly and followed those fast signs um, because their speech had gone. Nicola, did you ever think that your daughter, though, would be at risk of having a stroke? Not at all. No, Beth had been fit and well and healthy. She'd had a few things you know, through her childhood, but nothing at all that made her more predisposed, as they call it, um, to a stroke. Um, but no, not at all. So until we got to the hospital, and especially being a nurse, I was thinking of 101 things that mm. I thought it could be, all the rare and, and, and you know, unusual um, things so was really concerned and it was very traumatic because when you're on the other side you've actually got a lot of knowledge as well that runs right in your head <laughs> yeah it's like having access to google when you're a little bit sick you don't, you don't need <laughs> yeah. you don't need that yeah beth, yeah very true beth your speech recovered quickly in the eyes of the health professionals treating you was the recovery process complete and if not are there any hidden impacts of stroke that can't be easily identified and therefore potentially overlooked by health professionals? 
Yeah, um, my speech came back within, you know, 15 hours um, and pretty much is completely okay by now. Um, I was discharged to see an OT um, to focus on my speech and, you know, just do some tests, see if there were any other, you know, problems that we could pick up. But, yeah, after that, you know, being discharged from hospital, it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, there's no physical... Um, physio that you're going to need to do. Um, your speech is all good from what we can see. Um, we'll go check it up. But then pretty much after being discharged from my OT as well, it was just off you go. Um, wow. So it was a bit weird, yeah. <laughs> and Beth, has that affected your confidence? And I don't mean to put a dent in your confidence, but the, the thought must be with you that if it happened without expectation once like it can it happen again or are you at a greater risk or maybe Nicola knows that do you do you feel like that has affected your confidence moving forward I think um when I was in hospital and everyone around me was like oh wow you're really young and they were just as shocked as I was I think that definitely worried me more Mm. um we found that the cause of my stroke was that there was a hole in my heart that I was a clot had passed through and my mum knows all the um, technical terms, but um, so that was closed actually on my 20th birthday. Okay. Um, but apart from that, I guess with all the uncertainty and things, um, my mental health has been affected, you know, of course. a year on and everyone around you, all the, oh, wow, you're young and, oh, we're not really sure. And there weren't very many, you know, set in stone answers at that time of the simple things. Like, I'm a 19-year-old girl, what? You know, can I can I still go out and do things with my friends? Can mm. I go on holidays? Mm. Can I do all these things? So yeah, it, it did have quite an impact. Yeah, but the the good way to look at that, the way that I'd flip that for you right there, uh, Beth, is that you had a, a situation in the heart that was was probably a ticking time bomb. You're so yeah. lucky that that little clock got through at 19. I'm obviously sounding like a medical professional, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's what a blessing that that was um, a stroke with what is comparatively minimal impact that you are well recovered from, and that has caused this hole in the heart to be fixed. Ten but, points. Yeah. Ten points to the doctors. Beth, what would you yeah. what would you say are the main challenges now in getting your life back on track? I mean, physically, you know, you look at you and you say, "Tick, okay, she's been discharged." But what are the main challenges now? Are they, is it mainly mental? Um, I think for me and for a lot of, you know, stroke survivors of any age, fatigue has been a really big struggle for me. Um, a lot of people who have a brain injury or stroke, mm. that's kind of a usual symptom. And I've spoken to other stroke survivors who, you know, five, ten years on and they still mm. struggle. And I think for me that was my main, um, mm. you know, struggle because I I can't even explain it. You know, it's different to being tired. You feel mentally and physically just exhausted um so that's been pretty hard to manage and I think mental health is always something that's overlooked in hospital when you're in for something physical Mm. um obviously as a student nurse you know we do all the mental health units and it's really important but then I think you know you're everyone even myself we are very caught up in the physical recovery Mm. and you know getting better and getting that operation getting you home yeah um so i think there definitely needs to be more support even even a year on because it's still it's still spoken about it's still you know you still have fatigue you still everyone has different situations obviously but i think that mentally there definitely needs to be you know more help and 
more knowledge. Oh, absolutely. And Nicola, can I ask you, because you've seen the impact of stroke but medically as a nurse but also as a mother, as a carer of somebody suffering from stroke, what, what do you think are the main challenging challenges are facing health professionals when dealing with stroke survivors? Yeah, I think it's that kind of, it, it is that conversation when things are very much before you, um, you know, and you're running around on a busy ward and you've got the fit and healthy sitting by your bedside, not mm-hmm. needing any kind of um, physical support or nurses and doctors doing things, you know, for you, then um, it's very easy to forget, you know, in a busy day to mm-hmm. sit down and have a conversation with your patients and with the people that you're caring for and, and um, you know, that the wards aren't staffed to the high levels that we always need. So, mm. you know, nurses are, are having less and less time to have those really important conversations. Mm. I mean, they, they do, but I wonder whether or not, you know, are they as skilled at talking to young people about their mental health? And I think it's taking the time to actually ask what has been before. You know, have you got a history already before you even walk into hospital? Mm. Um, and, yeah, and, and actually putting yourself in a young person's shoes. There's a lot of young people who are doctors and nurses, so I think it can be very confronting, which that's what makes it challenging to have that conversation with a person that, you know, you're literally their age. So sometimes, you know, it, it, it has been easier as I matured through my career to have that conversation with a younger person more than sometimes when you face a little bit of your own kind of mortality. You know, Absolutely. wow, they can't comprehend, wow, this is happening to someone who's my age and what on earth do I say? And even as a professional, I think it takes time and, and learning and, and probably some experience to be able to have those, um, yeah, more, more intimate conversations about mental health. Beth and Nicola, it's been absolutely fascinating and so lovely that you're both willing to come on and share your experience with us today. So thank you so much for joining us on Joy Drive. Yeah. And oh, thanks so much for having us. Thanks and uh, Yeah, we're really grateful to be involved. If with you've got to have a stroke, have a mother like Nicola, who's Abs- a nurse. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and for more information on the Young Stroke Project, head to youngstrokeproject.org.au. You're on Joy Drive. It's three to six.